This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. So glad you're here. I'm Julian Vaca. I'm very humbled to be hosting this special series, Thriving in Your Relationship with God. Today, I'm joined by Melanie Wise and Rachel Thomas of our amazing outreach team here at Mercy. Rachel, Melanie, please say hello. Hello, everyone. What's up, guys? <laughs> Julian, that was great. That was your first podcast intro. Yeah, for, for, those, for those of you listening, that, that, was, very my, natural. that was my yes. first intro ever. So You'll I'm, die for this. Did I, did I stick the landing? You did. Totally we good? Sure. Okay, Attend, awesome. Attend all the way. Uh, okay, cool. So as always, we want to take a brief second to reiterate that we are in the middle of a series. So if you haven't listened to the first couple of episodes yet, I'd love to encourage you to go back and do that now as they provide the necessary setup to where we're at and where we're going with this particular discussion. It's been amazing getting the opportunity to dive into this specific topic, experiencing intimacy with our Father. It's really just an absolute gift that we have to recognize. I mean, we have to really, truly believe that intimacy is a gift freely given to us believers, Mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ himself bought with his own blood. His sacrifice means that we now have access to our Father through the Holy Spirit, and that is something that we should not take for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preach. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and drop it. I mean, I you just saying that alone is already bringing up just the picture in my head of of, you know, the the tabernacle and just oh, yeah. how I remember when I first learned like really about all the different pieces of the tabernacle and about how um you know, people literally didn't have the ability to talk to God. They mm. didn't have access. There was a yeah. curtain. <laughs> they couldn't go in it to the Holy of Holies. You a know, literal barrier. Like an actual yeah. barrier. Like you can't come in here yeah. or bad things are going to happen. You right. know, so you do not have access to talk directly to God. Yeah. That is not a thing that you were privileged with. And I just remembered when I first learned about that, I was like, wait a minute. Like, the ramifications of that are crazy. Like I'm like, what yeah. would it be like to literally not have any access to communicate with him, to talk to him, to access anything from yeah. like, I, that's just, I can't it's, imagine. it's crazy to imagine yeah. that. And so, I mean, you know, when Jesus died and that curtain was torn in two, like just the imagery of like, no more, like that's no okay. more is this barrier here. Yeah. And I, man, that is like, I think that's one of my favorite parts of the story of, yeah. of the crucifixion. I know yes. that's kind of a weird thing to say, but, no, but it really great. is, it is like that to me is just the most amazing thing to that's have happened okay. in a moment. So yeah, like it's just, we cannot take for granted the fact that we've actually been given the ability to even have this with him. Yeah. Like what an, what a gift of yes. grace, not just that we're forgiven. We get to go to heaven, but we now have access to him. That's yes. crazy. That's we were so enemies true. and now we're not. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. And just to piggyback off that, Rachel, it's so cool, right? How like, the the implications of that what you just said melanie are now that not only is there that personal intimate communion that we can that we get to have with the father through the holy spirit but it's that it's available whenever yeah. like now yeah. now 
yes, it's okay to set aside prayer time and to have that intentional time, but it doesn't have to be limited to that. That's right. I can pray in my car. I can pray. I can have, you know, I think it's Matt Chandler who, who references them as, as shotgun prayers. Uh, and, and we're laughing because Matt, say Matt, Matt Chandler. Can I I am that yeah. there's another Matt Chandler right. fan another, in the yes. house now? Yes. Because I, will champion, I quote him all the time. I will oh, champion 100%. him all Absolutely. the time. But no, but seriously, yeah. like, it's isn't it cool how yeah. now, yeah. like... Like not only is the accessibility there, but it, it also means practically that we can that we can access him through the Holy Spirit whenever as yeah. well. Oh, totally. I don't even know. Like I thought, you know, thinking about that Mel with the curtain being torn, and then um, you know, you want to get even further in with the Holy Spirit. You know, I think I, I can't imagine what it would have been like again before. Jesus made a way and mm-hmm. you think about all these processes that were put in place yeah. uh, I just don't even think that there's a, a way to practically know what that would have been like because mm-hmm. we've we've only ever known this I mean mm-hmm. you know like I wake up and I don't have to That's right. put on like holy clothes like I care right. you know or whatever that you know exactly I, I'm not claiming that. I, mean, I know there was a way more in-depth right. process, but just just to be grateful, I guess yeah. um, it's a it's a good reminder that it's really such a gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So let's just kind of rewind a little bit. We've we've talked about getting over ourselves and yeah. trusting in God's forgiveness and continued sanctification in our lives uh, as sort of first steps toward experiencing intimacy with God. So now let's you know examine one of the very real ways that we can start experiencing that kind of intimacy. And he desperately desires this for us. We mm. shouldn't forget that. Um, and it's prayer. Mm. It's, it's prayer. For Christians, we, 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 you know, prayer, it's so funny. Prayer can be a curious aspect of our faith. It can be both an easy and a difficult practice to understand, especially yeah. in application. And, and I know we're big on application here on Mercy Talk. Mm-hmm. Here's how prayer can seem easy or natural. If a family member, friend, or team member, or, or you know, empl- you know, coworker or whatever is sick, you pray for healing. If you're about to eat a meal, you, you pray and give thanks for that meal. You know, if you're about to go into a meeting or have a difficult conversation, you pray for confidence. Um, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. Now, here's some ways that prayer can seem difficult. Mm-hmm. Some people are able to pray for one or two hours straight, just talking and listening to God. Some people don't even get out of bed before silently meditating for half an hour. Mm. Some people seem like nothing phases them, especially in the face of adversity or, or trials. It's fine, they'll say with a smile. I can just give it to God in prayer. What? <laughs> just, just how exactly does one right. give something yeah. to God? Like practically, like what does mm-hmm. that look mm-hmm. like? And sometimes I spend more time comparing my prayer life to others than actually praying. Yeah. And if you're listening, uh, you know, I'd love to ask, is this something that you do reflect? Mm -hmm. Is this something that you do too? But as I continue to grow in my faith and my relationship with Jesus deepens, I've realized something that has brought me tremendous relief. No one holds a monopoly on what prayer should look like in our lives. Yes, Jesus gave the absolute perfect blueprint in the Lord's Prayer. And yes, we see numerous great prayers in the person of David in the book of Psalms, but with prayer... Desire and discipline far exceed any method or way in which we should pray. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. And I love, uh, as we were kind of diving into this topic of prayer, I was reminded one of my favorite stories in the New Testament is where uh, I believe Jesus gives that example of the tax collector praying and how he basically came before God. And I think when translation says he like beat his chest and I can just picture this guy Mm. totally 
beside himself, like, God, have mercy on me and being honest and probably, I don't know, laying it all out there. It probably was not a very fancy, glamorous, like well put together prayer. Mm -hmm. And then not too far away, the Pharisee coming in and going, God, I thank you that I'm not like him, that I fast twice a week and I like listen to only Christian music and blah, blah, blah. I mean, whatever. He didn't say that. (laughs) That was my adding translation, obviously. (laughs) But I guess it was, it was convicting and comforting and all those things at one time because I was reminded that God, it's kind of well thought, God cannot be impressed. Mm-hmm. Like my prayers, I mean, he's the creator of the universe. He knows what's coming. Um, also, he is the end all be all. So like a fancy word is not going to blow his mind. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, the the um, the sincerity and the heart of coming to the father. And again, like we talked about before with the humility piece, that he loves it when we come to him with a humble heart. And, you know, you can, again, it comes back to the heart. I had a... A friend one time we kind of got in this discussion about this about how like okay so you shouldn't use any fancy words or jargon when you pray because it's you know I'm like okay hold on let's get back to the heart if you have somebody who's truly like an eloquent person and that's how they pour their love out on Jesus and they're being sincere that's cool yeah but like let's be real God is not here for a show like he he no. doesn't get um you know like tickled pink when we use you know father God 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I thought of, I thought of another example as you were talking and and I didn't, you know, prepare this, uh, in this particular episode, but you know, God just revealed it to me in first Samuel when Hannah is lamenting over her womb being closed and the way that she is praying, the manner in which she is praying is so raw and real that it, you know, it looked like to Eli who was observing that she was, you know, that she'd gone crazy because I mean, it says, it literally says in, in first Samuel, Samuel chapter one, uh, verse 12, as she continued, Hannah praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth and Hannah was speaking in her heart, but only her lips moved Mm. and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be a drunken woman. And so just going back to this idea of no one holding a monopoly on how we should pray. Mm -hmm. I love that particular picture of, you know, another, you know, iteration of what prayer can look like Mm -hmm. very real, raw, honest, I just love that particular example, that particular detail in that story. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, as a side note, just thinking about this topic, and especially the examples that you used earlier, just about, like, this idea that, I mean, okay, yeah, it's, you know, a pretty common practice, pray before the meal. Right. Pray before bedtime. Right. God is great, God is good. Or wait, that's the meal prayer. I don't know. It's you know, one of those prayers the, you know, that you do. All the, <laughs> the prayer templates prayers. out yes. there. Um, <laughs> you know, that, um, that those can seem a little more like just doable but this idea of like spending time with the Lord for an hour you know when people are like what what how in the world and and I would you know venture to say that there might be some people listening today that are like I'm just I'm not I'm not there in my prayer life and this is an area where I do want to grow and and while absolutely no one holds the standard for like this is what prayer is supposed to look like there's a place for those methods you know I just remember when I was first growing in my my prayer life like somebody gave me a Beth Moore book called Whispering Hope I may never heard of it because it's like one of the only books she's ever written that wasn't a Bible study but I I was I think I was like 17 years old so yeah it was just a couple years ago but um (laughs) like I remember it walks you through like it was an acronym praise and it was like here's the different components of prayer 
That yeah. for me catapulted me into a whole new place of prayer. There's okay. like the Acts method. Yes, it's like adoration, that. confession, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving supplication. supplication. What's do you remember what? Uh, oh no! Pray, no, I was going to ask you. You don't uh, have to. P was actually praise. It was praise. R was repentance. A was mm, adoration. adoration. I was what, what's I? Intercession. Oh, okay, cool. S was supplication. Ooh. And E was something else. Exaltation. I don't think I don't that know. was I'm it, like but, but anyway, cool. it's it was so yeah. helpful That's for me a, yeah. at that point in my faith and sure. that point in my life. It was right about the time that we talked a couple of weeks ago, just about like when things started going from like I just do this to yeah. like this is personal and real yeah. to me. Yeah. And the Lord used a method to bring me to that place. Now, did I have a genuine heart and desire to grow in that area to be close to Him? Yes, and I think sure. that was ultimately what pleased Him. It wasn't the method I used, right? But the method was used to kind of grow me and to expand me. Now. To to the point where I don't even remember what the PRASE stands for. But that was really, really helpful for me in the time. But I think it's so important that when you're using these different methods, if that's something that you do and that's a really big part of your walk with the Lord, there's nothing wrong with it. you got to watch if and when it just becomes robotic. And I remember at one point where it kind of started becoming robotic to me. I was like, I think I need to bust out of this a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so just, again, it's always about the heart and the intentions of the heart um, and the desire to be close to him in that way. So, yeah. Now, speaking, speaking of desire, <laughs> um, as I was thinking through, you know, prayer, I realized that in my life, I want and desire many things. And mm-hmm. in some cases, it's things that I can obtain pretty easily. For example, I really desire books. I've read tons of books, both fiction and nonfiction. And it's just something that I just really enjoy as a pastime. Um, and, and my love affair with literature isn't waning anytime soon. I'm just, I'm just an, an, an avid reader. That's awesome. Um, and with a few keystrokes on my computer, I can order any book that I want online. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, in other cases, I desire you know, things that I can't have. For example, I really desire to just stay at home, mm-hmm. not work, yeah. mm-hmm. play with my kids, you know, and just sometimes I really desire that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I just wish that I could, you know, skip out on some responsibilities and hang out with my family, but I really can't do that because then our electricity would get turned off and bills would pile up and my wife would get a little frustrated yeah, and rightfully that, that so. Yeah. <laughs> that would be unwise. Um, and then additionally, there are things that my flesh desires, sinful things that go against what our Heavenly Father deems righteous and good and edifying sinful things that I place before God. First mm. John two fifteen through 17 reads, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love for the father is not in them for everything in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the father, but from the world, mm. the world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. And so as I look at my life, my days, my weeks, and months, I find that there are a lot of things that I love and desire, both good and bad. But do I desire prayer? Mm, Do I desire true communion with my Father? Do I view prayer as something that brings real, true, lasting satisfaction? I have experienced so much healing and so much freedom during my time at Mercy. I have to say that it was Holy Spirit. Um, getting to know Holy Spirit was the best thing that I ever could have done. Without that connection and without knowing Him and getting to know Him how I was able to at that time, I would not have been able to get through it. I know that He was there with me 
um, that he was working through his staff and even just the atmosphere of the home um, and how they're physically kept, every single detail, um, which is allowing me to encounter Holy Spirit in new ways. Mercy Multiplied is a free of charge residential program and we want to help. Please visit mercymultiplied.com today for more information. And remember, there is no problem too big or too small for God. It's only when we experience God's presence that we'll be able to fully understand the sheer joy found in prayer. You see, changing our outlook on prayer and what it is and what it can be calls for a proper understanding of what it actually is. Prayer is communion with God through the Holy Spirit. And who doesn't want that? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't we all desire to talk to and hear from our Father weekly, daily, hourly, moment Mm -hmm. by moment? The same Father who deeply loves us and wants good for us, Mm -hmm. so much so that he sent his only son to die in our stead? I should want to be in the presence of that God. We should all desire that. Mm. That's so good. I want to kind of hop on here with we were talking about desire. And I love, one thing that, gets me excited more than anything because I think in our, it's so many times in Christian life we gloss over this part but the idea that like delighting in the Lord and enjoying Him and desiring Him yeah. and stirring as Matt Chandler says our affections <laughs> for you know asking <laughs> the Spirit to stir up thank you Matt you know shout out to you you didn't ask us <laughs> but we're giving it to you um, just that is such a beautiful idea because I think so many times growing up a lot of us whether you're in church or not you think of your relationship with the Lord as robotic mm-hmm. or duty I have to fulfill my duty and it doesn't I'll be honest like a lot of times it doesn't sound fun mm-hmm. but I love uh it's just such a beautiful mystery to me that God would stir our hearts, draw us in, and that it would actually be a delight. Like delighting yeah. in Him glorifies Him. And so you use that word joy a little earlier, and I love the, I think it's Psalm sixteen eleven. It says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. That's right. Um, and as I was kind of digging in here, you're talking about literature, so I'm going to bring, well, I mean, theologian literature, but like yeah. I've been reading Knowledge of the Holy oh, by nice. A.W. Tozer. Yeah. And, Tozer's great. Uh, he's got, and you know, him and C.S. Lewis and uh, Charles Spurgeon have so many great quotes on just delighting in the presence of the Lord. And so I found this one. So I'm going to read it about Charles Spurgeon. And this is just encouraging me this week about prayer. And it says this, you will generally notice that when the believer gets near to God, tastes the unseen joys and eats the bread that was made in heaven, all the feasts of earth all its amusements and all its glories seem very flat, stale, and unprofitable. Ooh, that's good. Isn't that good? That's and really I was like, good. you said that earlier, mm-hmm. that when you get closer to God and you taste that joy and you experience that, uh, I mean, delight of being in his presence yeah, and the way it satisfies, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, yeah, out there is, it just does not feel like it yeah. used to. Mm-hmm. No, it's, you know? that's so awesome. And, and we touch on this a little bit later, but, um, it's 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 almost like this this click, you know, this this light bulb turns on or whatever where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't pray to God because I have to. Yeah, that's I good. pray because so, I get to. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I want, want to, to yeah. you know. That's good. Um So, as humans, we all have certain, you know, instinctive behaviors and those behaviors are reflexes. They're innate. You know, they've mm-hmm. been with us since birth. Yeah. 
shivering when we're cold, yawning when we're tired, you know, blushing in certain situations. Those are reflexes that just happen. They're natural to our bodies. Mm. So if those instinctive behaviors start at birth, then likewise, when we're born again, when our conversion happens and we choose to follow Christ, we should have a brand new set of instincts as well. That's good. Second Corinthians 5.17 reads, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. He is born again, like Jesus says in John 3.3. 3. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Mm-hmm. New instincts. Mm-hmm. Prayer should be looked at, I believe, as an instinct. Constantly and consistently communing with Jesus should start to come naturally for us. In any and every situation, we should be talking and listening to God, not just in the dire and dramatic situations. Mm-hmm. In any and every situation, we should be talking and listening to God, not just in the dire and dramatic situations. And, you know, I was thinking about a really, really awesome, uh, you know, podcast that you guys did on Mercy Talk uh, a little while back in which Debbie Harvey was, you know, talking mm-hmm. about, um, you know, turning your anger into intimacy. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things she said, and I think she was quoting as well, sure. um, but she said something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was... I don't spend an hour, you know, with God in prayer, but there isn't an hour that goes by Mm -hmm. where I'm not praying to God. Mm -hmm. And that was like, you know, revelatory Mm -hmm. for me because, uh, it just kind of re just reinforced this idea of prayer as being something that's, you know, very accessible to us all throughout the day. It's Mm -hmm. not something that we have to just sort of say. And again, to clarify if you're carving out an hour or two a day to pray and you have that time, that's great too. Yeah. Sure. That, sure. that that can, you know, God is very much in that kind of prayer walk as well. Yeah. Um, but that was just so, you know, really encouraging for me to hear when, when Debbie Harvey, I think it's in February where we have those, yeah. those particular yeah. episodes mm-hmm. up. You so you should yeah, go back and yeah. find those. Yeah, they're really good. Um, and Julian, I'll break oh, yeah. in really quick and say, you know, I was thinking when you were just talking about the things that we have as instincts from birth, and I was thinking about prayer and there, and there may be people who are like, well, so am I even born again? Cause I don't feel like this is an instinct for me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about my little four month old oh, right yes. now and how there are instincts that he has, but there's also things that come naturally to him as a human being that he has to learn. Yes. Yeah, and so like Love right it. now he is learning, thank you, Jesus, how to sit up. Oh, okay. Yes. Like that is a natural human instinct, but Life he changing. also, it's taking a little bit of a process Those for him to muscles. strengthen some muscles and yeah. learn that whole thing. So, yeah. so man, I'm like... Once you have kids, you really do have one billion sermon illustrations. Girl, I've learned. Yes. I'm like, man, every pastor out there who's got kids, they've got content coming out the rear. But I'm, I'm getting it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, that this is something that does, as you, you even said it, like it, it will start to come naturally yeah. to us. Yeah. And so if you're not there, it doesn't mean like, it's not coming. Or I must not be born again because no, it's no. not an instinct. Yeah. It just so, means that it's an instinct that will be grown and stretched yes. and formed. I'm yes. so glad you, you you clarified that. That's huge. Yeah. I, I don't want anyone listening to, to, <laughs> to have that be the takeaway or to stop listening there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you're a, you're absolutely right. And yeah. and I love the the parallel or, or the comparison rather to to, to your, your mm-hmm. child. That's that's so great. Mm-hmm. Um, so just really quickly to sort of wrap this, this first episode up on prayer, because um, if we didn't say... 
we're really kind of dedicating two episodes to this conversation on prayer because there's just so much to, to unpack. We, we felt like we'd be doing a disservice to this topic to put it in one episode. Mm. But to really just kind of wrap this first part up, I just want to just reiterate that prayer is a gift. It's an yeah. awesome, life-changing mm-hmm. spiritual gift, and we should treat it as such. Consider the last time you received a gift. Let's just say a gift card to one of your favorite stores or restaurants. It's probably safe to assume that you wanted to use that credit as soon as possible. Mm. It would have been absurd to leave that gift card on your desk unused. That's not why it was gifted to you. You were intended to use it, to spend it, mm. and to enjoy whatever you ended up purchasing. Yeah. Prayer is like this. Prayer mm-hmm. is a gift from God. Gifts don't stay wrapped up and unopened. Gifts are received with joy and gratefulness, and most importantly, they're used. Mm-hmm. So, really, really just wanted good. to kind of you know reiterate that as we wrap this up. Yeah. Um, now, I know earlier we talked about um, you know guidelines kind of being intimidating and, and and whatnot, but really, as you're thinking through prayer and and, and you're looking ahead to your week. Um, here's an application piece we want to leave you with or encourage you with. Maybe start with the Lord's Prayer. You know, Jesus, you know, was very explicit when he said, pray then in this way. So I think we should sit up when Jesus says that, Mm -hmm. when, Mm -hmm. you know, when he's very clear in saying, pray then this way and and teeing up the Lord's Prayer. We should really perk up and and sort of use that. Um, as a starting point, if nothing else, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so absolutely. I, I would just encourage those listening, you know, if this is something you really want to dive into, this is something you really want to grow in, which I hope you do. I would encourage you to start there. Mm-hmm. And listen, if you're going mm, Lord's prayer, mm, old school, I don't think maybe your task is like, start praying and asking the Lord, what does this prayer have to say to me today because trust me it does have a lot to say to you today it's actually making me want to do a future podcast series on the lord's prayer so stay tuned guys that might have to happen here um but but yeah i i love that point julian that it wasn't like a here's an idea here's here's maybe you could try it like this i don't know you know like no like he said pray in this way and so we'd absolutely need to listen and and it's it's kind of convicting me right now i'm like i don't know that i have really taken that as seriously i mean we say Mm -hmm. the lord's prayer every sunday in our church you know and it's just kind of like i can say it in my sleep you know um but how seriously have i taken that that it's i mean he he says it as a command like pray in this way and so um yeah maybe it's a deep dive into that coming on mercy talk but but maybe that's your takeaway for this week and um i have to say guys I was totally with you on this show, but I also had to Google Whispers of Hope acronym for Beth Moore because I was like, did I totally just destroy that? I messed up a couple. So for for those of you who are listening or Beth... We're sorry, you might be listening. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out! And to you're that. like, oh my goodness, Melanie, you that is incorrect. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> correct it. <laughs> okay, use, use this. And <laughs> so, what was the acronym? Okay, here Let's it is. Hear it. P was praise. Okay, um, just that you begin your prayer time with praise. R repentance. Okay. Ask the Lord's forgiveness. Yes. A acknowledgement. Oh. Surrender to the Lord and recognize His authority. Oh, okay, that's, that's good. In your life, I intercession, praying for others. Yeah. S supplication for self. Oh. So pray for yourself okay. in that time. E is equipping. Oh. So ask the Lord to give you the tools that you need for that day. Um, uh, yeah. I, lo- I love uh, that self. I love that self is like for 
things yeah. down the list. It's not the first. Well, obviously, for the acronym to work, it would have to be. <laughs> it would have to be like. But, <laughs> but there's like there's like a special there's yeah. something special about that that it's kind of yeah. far down the list, you know. And and what does that tell you? Uh, I love Beth Moore. Yeah. So w- what is what is the point that she's trying to make there? You know, the yeah. fact yeah. that self comes, you know, isn't at the top of the list. I guess. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I don't know. So maybe that's so also good. a takeaway. If you're yeah. like, you know, it's another idea. We love to give lots of ideas. <laughs> yes. If you're like, you know what, this is just an area that I really want to grow in. I can just personally testify that that I don't know for me that yeah. acronym worked. It, it turned what was just kind of a rote thing in my life to something that was really personal. So that's so good. Maybe that's an idea too. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. No, this has been so helpful. I'm going to go back this week and dive into the Lord's Prayer again, mm-hmm. and probably also use that acronym. <laughs> I grew up with Acts, which actually I yeah. like. I mean, it's good. Um, praise is just fresh because I'm not familiar with it. And I love the E about the equipping, yeah. equipping you for the day. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I hope today was really practical, tangible, encouraging. Mm. Uh, and we are not done yet. We are going to be diving into next week, continuing on uh, this idea of of thriving in our relationship with God, of intimacy with the Lord, uh, and specifically talking about doing that with prayer. And so next week, I mean, prayer is just one of those things where it's not like, boop. You know, a little like we covered that. We covered that. I mean, it, like Mel said, I mean, we should do and probably will look at doing an episode yeah. or a series on the Lord's Prayer. But it's it's just there's so much we could probably talk our whole life and never get to yeah. the end of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hope this has been helpful and encouraging for you. So join us again next week as we continue our conversation about thriving in our relationship with God. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.